Hello, this is Robert Rochelle with D3VBWest.com here with another podcast. And uh, what we're going to do today is uh, a lot different than every other podcast I've done because uh, we're going to talk real brief about the changes that occurred in the regional rankings from the first one that was publicized to this one that just came out yesterday. And then we're going to, I say we, but really it's just me. But we are going to pick the NCAA field of 64. And that's going to sound kind of boring, I think. It's not to me. But I don't have anything scripted. I am going to step through and go through the 20 at-large teams and kind of quick hit each one of them of why they're being picked over maybe someone else. And I'm going to severely edit this so that, like last year, where I spent it over an hour trying to figure out if DePaul needed to go in or not, which they did, and which I said they were going to go in, I'm not going to make you sit through that hour of me going back and forth in my brain wondering if this is the right choice or not. You're welcome. We won't do that. Um, but hopefully, uh, we'll get through rather quickly. And uh, you'll kind of see how things potentially could play out in a couple of weeks. And uh, I don't think I'm going to be that far away, to be quite honest. And um, just looking at it real briefly, I think there's going to be a couple of regions that are going to come out of this really, really well. And a couple of regions that are just going to be uh, passed over. So that's my prediction. We'll see if it plays out. Hey, let's look at the regional ranking. So we've had two of them so far, right? And we all know that with the second one, uh, they've added in regional, uh, not regional, uh, regional ranking uh, ranked wins. And so the reason that has to wait for the second week is because none of the racks know who was ranked in the first week. And so now they can apply it. What's interesting is that the data sheets that came with the regional rankings did not include this information which is a mistake. It normally includes it. And I assume that they'll, they'll publish an update here shortly, which, which has it. Um, or knowing the NCAA, they'll just blow it off because they don't think anyone cares and then publish the correct version next week. So, but uh, real quick, I keep saying that. Um, looking at the Central, uh, the Central was pretty static. Uh, they had no drops, no one added in. Uh, Northwestern uh, moved up a spot, Wartburg moved up a spot, and Loris moved down two spots, and that was basically it. Everything else stayed the same. Great Lakes, same same deal, even more static than Central. No drops, no ads. Uh, basically, uh, Muskegon and Ohio Northern swapped places, and that was all that was uh, that changed between those two. And it's really kind of surprising when you add in the ranked wins that this is really in these two regions that there really wasn't that big of a movement. Um, it really shows you the strength of the teams that were originally ranked uh, because not only were they great in record and SOS, but now it's turning out that they had a really good ranked win um, uh, percentage as well as quality of play player uh, teams that they played. Mid-Atlantic, um, we actually now have our first team in, our first team out. Marymount uh, came in, Arcadia was moved out. I actually thought when I was doing my predictions that Marymount was a team that should have been ranked. I'm kind of surprised that Mary Washington's still in there, um, but hey, whatever. In fact, Mary Washington moved up a spot, so what do I know, right? 
Uh, Salisbury also moved up a spot. And then Stevens, uh, which I was kind of surprised they were ranked and then ranked as high as they were, they dropped four spots. Um, we got the Midwest. Uh, Midwest was kind of um, the WIAC took it on the chin here because they had so many teams from the WIAC that were in it. Um, we had uh, we had three teams get tossed, all from the WIAC. Uh, Lacrosse, Oshkosh, and Platteville. Um, Aurora came in, Concordia, Wisconsin came, and Milliken came in. Uh, Carthage moved up a spot, uh, swapped spots with Whitewater, who had a horrible week. And so a lot more changes in the Midwest. Um, in a lot of ways, this is you know moving the deck chairs on the Titanic, because I don't think we're going to get into those last half of the Midwest, but we'll see. We're going to go through the selection and maybe I'll be surprised. Uh, the New England region um, uh, didn't didn't have too much. It, uh, basically, it was Emerson out. They were in the last spot, the 11th spot. Springfield moved in, uh, which is kind of interesting because there's a lot of teams ahead of them in their conference, but uh, evidently the criteria played out in their favor. Uh, New York region, uh, we had uh, Cortland move out. We had Brockport move in. Uh, did have some movement. RIT um, jumped up five spots. I think they beat uh, Juniata, so that 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 boosted them up. Uh, Stockton moved up a spot. They actually took up, took the number one spot away from Clarkson, who moved down a spot. Uh, uh, Genicio, and I think I pronounced that wrong, moved down a spot. St. Lawrence moved St. Lawrence moved down three spots. In the South and West, there were no drops. Um, same eight teams stayed in. Uh, Birmingham Southern moved up two spots. They beat Hendricks, which kind of uh, uh, allowed them to move ahead of Hendricks. Washington, Lee, and Hendricks both moved back a spot. And in the West, we saw Trinity take over the number one spot from Colorado College. They moved up two. Uh, CMS stood where they uh, stayed where they were. Colorado College moved back two spots. Uh, UT Dallas was the big mover. They went up three spots. Mary Harden Baylor dropped two. Whitworth dropped one. So a lot of movement in the West but not a lot of, um, uh, no drops, no ads. Uh, pretty static as far as that go, goes. So, all right, I've already wasted six minutes talking about all that. Let's get into the field of 64. Uh, the first thing we have to do when we're doing the field of 64 is figure out the 43 automatic qualifiers. Who's going to get the pool A bids from their conference? And, of course, we don't know that yet because the tournaments haven't taken place. But what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to release a, um, a post on my website that lists the 43 teams. I'm not going to read through them. But these are obviously teams that aren't considered for at-large because they're already in the tournament. And what I'll do is maybe real quickly go through and name some of the teams that are regionally ranked um, that should or that I think are going to win their conference. And, of course, a lot of it's just guess. A lot of it's based on the number one seed. But um, I believe that uh, Wartburg... Uh, is a regionally ranked team that's going to win their conference. I think UT Dallas is going to win their conference. Chris Newport, Johns Hopkins. Uh, moving down, Carthage is going to win theirs. Uh, Indicott's going to win theirs. Stevenson's going to win theirs. Uh, Stevens um, is going to win the Freedom. Uh, Johnson and Wales is going to win their conference. Transylvania, Susquehanna, Clarkson. Uh, jumping down, Calvin. Uh, St. Olaf uh, is going to win theirs, although that's just going to be what a wonderful the Mayak is going to be a wonderful tournament to watch. Uh, Tufts uh, is going to win there. Babson, uh, Stockton, uh, Wittenberg, uh, Aurora just got regionally ranked. I think they're going to win their conference. Whitworth doesn't have a tournament in the Northwest, but uh, they pretty much have locked up theirs. Uh, Muskegon, uh, Randolph-Macon, uh, Barry, 
CMS, Trinity, um, which means all the Colorado College parents are going to hate me, but um, I'm going to go with Trinity for now. Um, Genicio, that's another second time I've messed up their name. Chicago, but the UAA could go any different direction. Um, and then Whitewater. And of course, there's other ones that I didn't mention. These are, these are conferences that are going to be won by a team that is not regionally ranked. And basically, if there's an upset there, they're not going to make it into the tournament. All the ones that I've, I've mentioned, um, if they get upset, then there's a, there's a concern that, that someone else that maybe isn't deserving is going to make it into the tournament. And that leaves one less at-large spot for somebody else, if that makes any kind of sense. So, uh, again, look on the website for the article that will come out when I, when I post this um, podcast. The other thing that we have to do is pick the 44th team. That's the Pool B uh, independent team. And I've written some things uh, in the past couple of weeks that have touched on the independent because from the West, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious about UC Santa Cruz. Uh, in the end, I believe it's a pretty ironclad slam dunk unless something changes this is going to go to Marymount. Uh, they had the bid last year. They're going to get it again this year. That's 44 teams that I have in my field of 64. That leaves 20. These are all the at-large teams, and we're going to take a look at them right now. All right, we've got 20 spots to fill, and we've got eight teams that would be up for selection, uh, one from each region. They're going to be the highest-ranked team from the regional rankings that did not have a pool A or a pool B bid. Hope that makes sense. So for instance, for the first round, uh, and I probably won't keep repeating this, but you have St. Benedict, Ohio Northern, Carnegie Mellon, Eau Claire, Wesleyan, Ithaca, Emory, and Colorado College. Those are gonna be the first eight teams in this scenario um, that would be up for an at-large at bid. Now, I do wanna give a shout out to Ned from New England. One thing that the racks have is they have all of this data and tools that they can use and the selection committee as well to come up with their picks and drive the data however they want to drive it. Us little bloggers out here don't really have that data, but Ned has actually created a lot of software. I don't want to say software, but a lot of Excel, a lot of well software um, that is allowing us some tools to make this process a little easier. So, so big shout out to him. Um, so I've got this nifty little tool that I'm looking at that I've plugged in my own numbers because Ned had his, his numbers. Um, and so the first team I'm going to take, the first at-large bid I'm going to assign, I'm not even going to look at any of the data, but I'm taking Emory. I'm sure if I look at the data, they're the number one pick. Maybe there's something crazy out there. They're definitely the best team of the eight. They definitely need to go. Let's go ahead and just take them. And let's move on to pick number two. So that's one at large down. Now I'm looking at the list. Uh, Birmingham Southern comes in for Emory out of the South. And congratulations, South. You actually have a pick. Uh, some years that doesn't happen. Um, and when I looked at this one, because I've already, I already decided to do the podcast after I win about five rounds. But uh, what really surprised me that the pick here, and it was pretty obvious based on the criteria was Wesleyan out of the New England region. Um, there's a lot of great teams, um, especially out of the Central and the Great Lakes, but Wesleyan gets this pick. Their record, their strength of schedule was just too strong. I despise their ranked wins. I despise the quality of their opponents, 
but they still have a decent ranked win record, and I believe that's how it's going to be looked at for the most part, which is just stupid. But um, regardless of that, the strength of schedule and the record put them uh, at the top. They become the second pick. All right, round three. Wellesley comes in for Wesleyan in the New England region. And here I'm really, I've got all the teams up, and I'm, I'm primarily looking at St. Benedict and Ohio Northern and Colorado College and Carnegie Mellon. There's a big group here. I did spend some time on this, although I think all, all these teams are going to go in bam, bam, bam. But I actually took Colorado College, despite their low strength of schedule in relation to these other teams, primarily because they're 1-1 one one against Trinity, and St. Benedict's lost to Trinity, and Ohio Northern has lost to Trinity. So there's a common opponent argument that could be made here. So for the purposes of my uh, little field of 64 selection, I did take Colorado College third. I did take St. Benedict fourth. I did take Ohio Northern fifth. And I took Carnegie Mellon sixth. Okay, so the teams that are coming in for them, Chapman comes in for Colorado College, um, Augsburg comes in for St. Ben, and I immediately started looking at them uh, the second they came in. Um, Ohio Northern, Hope comes in for Ohio Northern, and they immediately got some look. And then Carnegie Mellon, we've got Juniata coming in for Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon's interesting. I have them picked in round six, and, and I think in an article I wrote over the weekend, I was a little concerned about their, their chances. I was looking at it from a top 25 perspective, but from a selection standpoint, uh, they're pretty darn solid. So we'll, if things get a little more difficult, um, and uh, we'll, we'll edit it up and, and talk about the picks here in a sec. All right, for those scoring at home, we're up to round seven. Uh, there's only uh, 14 more at-large bids I can give out. The teams up for selection right now in round seven are Augsburg, Hope, Juniata, Eau Claire, Wellesley, Ithaca, Birmingham Southern, and Chapman. Things really get kind of difficult here. Um, after a lot of back and forth, um, I like Augsburg, uh, Hope, and Juniata a little better than the others. Um, uh, actually, Wellesley is a big player in there, so like, so actually like. Augsburg is better than Eau Claire, but Wellesley is better than Augsburg, but Eau Claire compares out better than Wellesley. So you have these little, these three-team little circles that are hard to navigate. But at the end, when I look at everything, it's Augsburg, Hope, and Juniata. The problem becomes, the minute I select one of these three teams, we've got three, well, we've got two really good teams and one, okay, team, um, coming after them. So we have to look at it all again but for right now these are the three teams that I'm going to focus on as we pull another team forward from whoever who from whomever I pick next and the team I'm picking next uh, you can see I'm still de deliberating is going to be Augsburg I'm going to give them the edge and really I'm going to do it because although the quality of the ranked wins are all very close in these teams their percentage is better, and if that's what the selection committee is using um, as a tiebreaker, then bam, there you go. So I'm going to take Augsburg, and that brings Washington-St. Louis into the mix. Okay, pick number eight. I'm all ready to take Hope. 
over Juniata, but I got a problem because Washington St. Louis actually has a win over Carnegie Mellon, who beat Hope. So is there a common opponent advantage for Washington University? And the other criteria is all very close. In addition, Juniata lost a match to Trinity, who Washington St. Louis beat. So again, I've got a common opponent uh, common opponent advantage here for Washington St. Louis. So um, with the criteria being pretty equal, I'm just double checking, I'm gonna go ahead and it surprises me, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take Washington St. Louis here. So Washington St. Louis is my eighth team in. That brings in St. Thomas, which is pretty comparable to the teams we're looking at. However, doesn't, match up excitingly well with Wesley, uh, Wellesley, keep doing that. Um, although they played much better opponents, is that something that the selection committee is going to take uh, into account? History tells us it will not. Um, so let me go ahead and even though they compare favorably with Hope, uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Hope as my ninth team. Okay, that brings in Wittenberg, and Wittenberg has some scars on their resume. Great strength of schedule, but nothing here that's going to um, make me want to automatically select them. So I'm going to go ahead and finish out the teams that I was looking at originally, Juniata. Uh, Juniata is going to take my 10th spot, and I'm halfway through the at-large bids. With Juniata in, that brings in Franklin and Marshall um, out of the Mid-Atlantic. And I'll reset here in a second. But one thing I wanted to make clear, I'm not just willy-nilly picking teams, like looking at them and just saying, yeah, I like Juniata. I've got in front of me, I've got their records, I've got their strength of schedules, I've got ranked wins, ranked losses. I have the teams that actually, the ranked teams that they beat and the ranked teams that they lost to. And with a little math in my head, I can see the bad losses. Um, although I don't, I don't have the teams that the bad losses occurred to in front of me. So I have all that information in front of me. I have all eight teams sitting right here. And I kind of just kind of go through, you know, I kind of stop the, the audio and I basically go through them all and then and then determined by the selection criteria who are the teams or teams that should be considered here. And then I turn on the audio and kind of figure it out um, if I haven't already figured it out. So that's kind of the process behind the scenes. Um, let's, uh, we've got, uh, like I said, uh, halfway through, that was my phone. And uh, so we're in round 11. Here are the teams up for consideration. And then I will shut this off and do some work and then bring it right back on. You'll never even know I was gone. But we've got St. Thomas, uh, Otterbein, Franklin and Marshall, Eau Claire, uh, Wellesley, Ithaca, Birmingham Southern, and Chapman. And uh, you'll notice uh, Birmingham Southern and um, let's see, who else? Ithaca and uh, Eau Claire. Uh, I guess not Birmingham Southern, but just, just Ithaca and Eau Claire have been there uh, from round one and still halfway through have not been selected. Let's take a second and talk about Ithaca and Chapman because as I go through 
the comparisons, uh, they both of these teams keep falling short. The problem with Ithaca is they have probably the worst record of all the teams that I'm comparing. They have a great SOS, but they're ranked wins. They have a 5-8 and eight record, at least that's what I came up with. But the quality of their ranked wins is really, 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 really poor. Their best ranked win is New York University. Um, that ain't good. Uh, Chapman has got a great record, a poor strength of schedule. Uh, their strength of schedule right now is probably one of the worst that I'm comparing against. And they're only two and four in their ranked wins with a win over uh, CMS and Kalu. Kalu's the eighth team out of the West. Um, they've got great losses in the sense that they're all regionally ranked. St. Olaf, Augsburg, um, those teams are already in. CMS is already in. That's a third team they've lost to. And then Cal Lutheran uh, is the team that, that, that uh, is their worst loss, I guess, to this point. But I'm, I'm struggling with both of these teams because they're losing. We, we typically compare these teams down to three criteria. Usually we don't get a common opponent. We don't get a head-to-head. So if you're, if you're not very good in two of the criteria, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Okay, back to pick 11 of the at-large, and I've got another evil circle. I've got St. Thomas, who compares favorably with Eau Claire, even though Eau Claire has got a head-to-head against St. Thomas. Uh, common opponent uh, doesn't work in the favor, um, and, and oddly, I was looking at it, and I'm like, St. Benedict, hasn't St. Hasn't Thomas played St. Benedict? And, and based on the data, they haven't. They just played last night, actually. St. Thomas swept St. Benedict. So we're actually going to see probably St. Thomas could rise in the rankings. Regardless, that St. Benedict win would really have helped him here in this comparison because it would just add to the common opponent advantage that they have over Eau Claire. So I have them with a slight uh, a slight uh, advantage over Eau Claire. Um, I've got uh, uh, Wellesley uh, with an advantage over St. Thomas, however. Uh, they've got a better record, and they've got a better strength of schedule. And again, their ranked wins are horrific, and we can see why they've built up this record. Um, but hey, it is what it is at this point. And uh, you know, the selection committee may just say, "Hey, they're six and four. We love that. We're not going to look any deeper." So, but then the circle comes about because Eau Claire is still better. I still compares better to me than uh, than Wellesley. So what I'm going to do here is, I think of these three teams, the best team. Um, and, and the other teams, if I don't speak of them, the other teams fell out for some reason or not. But with my 11th pick here as an at-large, I'm going to bring in St. Thomas because they're simply just the better of the three, and I can make an argument with the selection criteria. All right, we have kind of a problem here. I told you I was running without a script, and uh, this is where it bites me. I was talking about Wittenberg. I think you know when, when I selected Hope, I said Wittenberg came in, but I didn't. I didn't. I'd forgotten. I was looking at my wrong sheet in Wittenberg. I have as a pool A bid. So they're already in um, according to my rules that I set up. So it's really Otterbein that is the team uh, under consideration from the Great Lakes. Now, when I look at the comparison with uh, St. Thomas, they lose out on record. They have a better strength of schedule. Uh, they have not a the, the ranked win percentage isn't as good if that's what the committee is looking at. And the wins, I probably, quality of wins, I would still give to St. Thomas. So I don't think I've hurt myself any here, but I need to make that correction. 
and uh, goes to show me that I probably should think or write down what I want to talk about. But hey, where's the fun in that? At large pick number 12, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. So St. Thomas gets selected. That brings in Loris. They're the last regionally ranked team out of the Central. So you can see that the Central's done pretty well so far. Um, at this point, um, I'm really kind of focusing on Wellesley. Wellesley kind of takes out Birmingham Southern uh, through record and strength of schedule. They take out Franklin and Marshall. Um, they're sort of tied with Otterbein. Um, they take out Ithaca. They take out Chapman. They take out Loris. Um, Eau Claire, like I said earlier, I kind of like Eau Claire more than Wellesley. Uh, Wellesley's got a much better record, um, but uh, Eau Claire's got a better strength of schedule. Percentage-wise, Wellesley, 6-4 and four ranked wins. Eau Claire's 5-6. and six. As far as the competition, there's absolutely no comparison. Eau Claire has played much better teams uh, and beaten them uh, in some cases. Uh, whereas uh, I really struggle to see anything that Wellesley's done. Unfortunately, you know, the way that I would handle this isn't the way that I think the selection committee is going to handle it. Um, regardless, I, I'm kind of down to three teams here, uh, Wellesley, O'Claire, and Otterbein. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Otterbein um, here. They have, like I said, they're, they're tied in my mind with Wellesley, um, they, they're ahead of Eau Claire, uh, through, through the record and, and I'm giving them an advantage in the, uh, the ranked wins. So I'm going to go ahead and take Otterbein as my, my 12th selection. And then, uh, we'll see what that does here in a second. See how I paused between my words to kind of let me swing back over to the the, the page I needed to to stop the, the audio. I'm brilliant. All right, we're up to pick 13. And uh, Ned's little tool, I haven't really talked about this, but it kind of breaks down the selections by region. Uh, so I'll go ahead. Through, through 12 picks, the Central has received four. Uh, Great Lakes, two. Mid-Atlantic, two. New England, South and West each have one. And then the Midwest and the New York regions have been shut out so far. So... Uh, let's take a look at round 13. We have Heidelberg coming in for Otterbein. All right, I'm going to make this one quick. We're pick 13. I'm going to go ahead and just take Eau Claire here. Uh, they, they compare well against Wellesley. It's close. Um, Heidelberg is kind of in play, although there's some warts there. And uh, I kind of also want to see how Wellesley does here in the next round. I'm assuming I'm going to be selecting them, but... Um, but uh, we'll, I'll, I'll shut you off and then take a look and then turn, turn the, the, the audio back on here in a sec. Uh, before I get to the pick, however, I just noticed another error. Uh, Wellesley, I was looking at them for this next pick, and their ranked wins is actually 6-3. and three. They lost to Babson this week, and that got rolled in, and I just now realized it. So um, uh, not that that changes anything in my mind, but it, it gives them a better six and three. It's going to look better to the selection committee. So let me take another quick look and I'll be back. All right. Um, pick number 14 is going to be Wellesley. Um, I try to look at this a bunch of different ways. Um, and um, 
There's nothing I could really do that I thought where the committee might do something different here. So, I mean, just so you know, they're 20 and 3, 870 winning percentage. That's outstanding. They have a 587 strength of schedule, which is certainly decent. They have a 6 and 3 ranked wins percentage. You know, the problem that we get into is the three losses are Wesleyan, um, Bowden, and Tafts, right? And uh, Tufts. Um, so, how good are those teams? I don't know. Wesleyan did beat Juniata. So, okay. Uh, we've got both Wesleyan and Juniata in, so kind of that makes sense. You know, my problem is their ranked wins uh, are Bowden, so they, they split with them. Endicott, uh, Coast Guard, Amherst, Springfield, and MIT. I mean, it's, it's, it's just... It's just not good. It, it, it's a weak schedule. Um, their, their strength of schedule is as good as it is because these other teams have only played these other weaker teams in the New England region, and they've built up this, this facade of criteria. And as you, can, as you see right now, I am selecting them because that facade is going to play well in the National Selection Committee, and um, I don't think it should. But um, we're going to move on with them as the selection. And uh, Bowdoin is now under consideration. And we are in round 15. Okay, pick 15. 15th at-large team is going to be the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Um, I really came down to two teams all the way through. It was Point and it was Birmingham Southern. And so I was all ready to take point and, and BSC. And then um, a team, when I made the comparison with uh, Birmingham Southern, tripped them up, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But uh, for round 15, the at-large goes to the Midwest region and the point. All right. Uh, Concordia, Wisconsin comes in for the Midwest and um, is up for consideration. The team that tripped up Birmingham Southern is Franklin and Marshall, so which which brings up a little bile in my throat. I actually love Franklin and Marshall. My daughter considered going there. Uh, love the coach. Um, you know the problem the problem with their record is just like Wellesley. They've got an eight eight eight. <laughs> they have an eighteen and four record. That's eight eighteen percentage. A five eighty five strength of schedule and a four and four ranked win percentage. But their ranked win quality of opponents is horrific. Um, they just haven't beaten anyone. And so so how do you evaluate these teams? They wouldn't make it if I was judge and jury. I have to use a selection committee and I'm putting on my selection committee thinking cap. And so that changes things. Uh, the other team, once I start considering Franklin and Marshall, now I have to look into uh, Bowdoin because Bowdoin... Um, has got a really, really good strength of schedule. They have a 5-6 and six ranked wins record. Again, they haven't beaten anybody. Um, so, you know, how do I compare, compare these teams? Um, I think Franklin and Marshall and Bowdoin are basically the same entity. Um, I think Birmingham Southern um, has the advantage uh, over over uh, Bowdoin because the record's better and the ranked wins are better. Um, 
And really, with Birmingham Southern, it comes down to how much respect do you want to give Barry? Because Birmingham Southern has beaten them twice. Their other ranked wins are okay. They're inside the region. There's nothing spectacular. Um, it's basically like what New England's doing. Um, you know, they've played some good... They don't have a bad loss. The losses that they've, they've taken uh, are against some really, really good teams. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's really difficult with these three teams what to do. I'm going to go ahead, uh, just because I think they're the better team... And with this pick, as I slow down my talk to swing over to the other thing, uh, so this is round 16. I'm going to go ahead and take Birmingham Southern, and that leaves four more at-large picks. All right, four picks left. We're in round 17 of the at-large selection. Um, as I went through this, I basically came down uh, to three teams. Uh We've got Bowden, we've got Franklin and Marshall, and we have Heidelberg. Um, they all pretty much tie, although Franklin and Marshall, I believe, has got the advantage over Heidelberg because they have a better record and a better strength of schedule. And although their ranked win percentage is better, I don't like who they've played. I like Heidelberg a little better in that regard. But it doesn't even get to that point unless I'm missing in a common opponent or something somewhere, which is always possible. Um, so, so Heidelberg would be out in that comparison. It would come down to Franklin and Marshall and then, uh, Bowden. So, uh, between the two, I will take Bowden here simply because I think the New England region has got a little more power than the Mid-Atlantic. So round 17, it goes to Bowden. I'm not sure I mentioned it, but when I brought in Birmingham Southern, uh, that, uh, when I selected them, that brings in Washington and Lee for consideration. Uh, when I selected um, uh, when I selected uh, Bowden, uh, that brings in MIT. And we're in round 18. There's three picks to go, and uh, MIT kind of got covered by um, uh, by Heidelberg. Uh, Franklin Marshall covers Heidelberg. So my pick here, uh, surprising, I never would have done it, thought about it before. Um, before um, I started this is Franklin and Marshall. I knew that they basically were the same team as last year with a little better strength of schedule. So I knew they had a chance and here they are with three picks left and they're gonna get selected. And that's gonna bring in Mary Washington out of the Mid-Atlantic. All right, with the two picks left, I really kind of narrowed it down to four teams left. And they were Ithaca, Heidelberg, Chapman, and MIT for various reasons. but. It came down to when, and I and I kind of made the comparisons with ranked wins a little bit more like I would do it as opposed to potentially the selection committee. In the end, it really didn't matter. Um, I was thinking as I went through it all that I was going to be selecting Heidelberg and Chapman to to round out the at large bids. What what ended up happening is that I'm going to take Heidelberg. Um, they basically cover in the comparisons the other teams. Um, so they're going to get the 19th pick. Now, Heidelberg is the last ranked, regionally ranked team that's publicized. Um, but the Racks do rank other teams. We just don't get to see them. I believe the ninth ranked team out of the Great Lake is Mount Union. When you look at, so 
that caused me then to pull up all of the Mount Union statistics and put them in here and, and start comparing. And when you look at Mount Union, they actually have a better case nationally than Heidelberg does. Why is Heidelberg ranked ahead of Mount Union? Because they have a head-to-head -head against them. And if you know anything about me, you know that a head-to-head -head regionally um, obviously helps you regionally, but it probably means that you don't have the right team ranked nationally uh, for the national selection. Um, so I think Mount Union probably would have gotten in a little sooner than Heidelberg would, but with the 20th selection, 19 goes to Heidelberg, 20, Mount Union comes into the picture, and when I do the comparison, there really is no comparison. Mount Union gets the 20th and last at-large bid. So I guess let me end all of this with a summary. Um, you've got your 64 teams. You can go onto the website. I'll make sure I put everything over there with a link to this podcast. Kind of feeds upon itself, I guess. One points to the other. The other points to the other. Um, here are the 20 at large in the order in which I selected them. Emory, Wesleyan, Colorado College, St. Ben's, Ohio Northern, Carnegie Mellon, Augsburg, Washington, St. Louis, Hope, Juniata, St. Thomas, Otterbein, Eau Claire, Wellesley, Point, Birmingham Southern, Bowdoin, Franklin and Marshall, Heidelberg, and Mount Union. Uh, by region, that would put the Great Lakes with five at-large teams, which would be frankly unheard of. Central once again gets four teams in, just like they did last year. Uh, the Mid-Atlantic gets three teams in. New England gets three teams in. Um, and the uh, Midwest gets two. Um, South gets two. The West only gets one. New York doesn't get any. Um, well, probably in the article I'll write a little bit more about the West and what that would do to them. Um, you know, there's no question when you look through some of these, when I got to some of these teams, uh, and, and specifically with the West, Chapman, they came in for consideration in round four, um, and they just blocked, they blocked everybody else behind them. Um, their strength of schedule does not play in national selection, and they don't have ranked wins. Uh, they, they beat CMS. It almost made me choose them uh, for the for the 20, uh, for, for number 20, if I hadn't brought in Mount Union. Um, but it just, they just don't have the criteria that plays. And, and I questioned them. I questioned putting Mary Harden Baylor behind them. Um, they certainly blocked Mary Harden Baylor. Now, would Mary Harden Baylor have, have made it? Um, I, maybe I'll write something in the, um, uh, in the, uh, in the, um, article uh, that talks about it. But to, to give you an idea, um, you know, they have a 778 winning percentage. Um, that's not great. I mean, it's still, it's fine. They have a 593 strength to schedule. That's a lot easier to deal with than what Chapman has to deal with. They're three and six ranked win losses. They really don't have a great ranked win. Uh, you know, Christopher Newport is maybe their best win, UT Dallas. Um, all of their losses are good. Trinity, Barry, St. Ben, Transy, Ohio Northern. That, that's really strong. They played a tough schedule. They just didn't get that one win out of that group. Um, so would they have would they have done better? They might have. Um, but you know, a lot depends in national selection. 
on how they're going to treat the ranked wins. When I'm doing this, a lot of times record and strength of schedule cancel out. It comes down to who the National Selection Committee thinks has better ranked wins. What I fear, and actually what I've heard, is that the racks are kind of using percentage, which they tend to do in the past. Drives me crazy, drives others crazy. Um, and if they do that again, then this is kind of the selection that you're going to see in two weeks. Um, you know, is there anyone, um, anyone left that I might have liked better? Let me scroll over. Um, you know, Loris kind of under consideration, but they've got their warts. They've got a bunch of bad losses, and whether that's looked into or not, I I look into it and I don't like it. Mary Washington horrible record. They played a really tough schedule, but they didn't beat anybody they needed to beat. Uh, Concordia um, is fine, but still nothing special. MIT. Um, MIT was in play at the end simply because of the made-up you know, records that the New England region is able to do. Ithaca. Ithaca may be the team people are looking at going, hey, why aren't they, they there just because of the name factor? Um, you know, but they don't have, they don't have the big win. Uh, they really don't. Um, Washington Lee was there. Uh, so brilliant move by the South to move Birmingham Southern in front of Washington Lee because Washington Lee would have blocked BSC. Um, and then Chapman. Uh, so, you know, it's you know, it's interesting. I'm not sure there's really anyone there that screams at me. With, with Mount Union out of the picture, it was going to be a really interesting choice there between, you know, Chapman and MIT and, uh, you know, maybe Washington and Lee. But... Um, but that's that's the way it fell. All right. So, like I said, I'll, I'll put uh, I'll put um, some words down on paper. I'm not going to repeat obviously everything here. That's kind of what I do for when I go through the mock selection. I think I've got a pretty good list here. I think it's pretty representative of what could happen. I think the lessons to be learned here is that the Central and the Great Lakes are going to be in a real power position come selection. I think if some of the regions that didn't maybe do as well as they had hoped, um, you're going to have to fight the quality of schedule battle right from the get-go. Um, and even then, you know, you might lose. New England got three teams in. I really don't like any of the three teams. I, if, if I'm judge and jury, none of those teams make it in because they didn't play anybody. Franklin and Marshall would not have made it in either. So that's four spots that probably could have gone to, to someone that – that, that played a little better schedule. And who knows, maybe there isn't anyone that, that, that would have been there and we would have taken those four teams. So um, I'll leave it up for you. So again, uh, check the website. I appreciate you listening if you made it all the way through. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard and you made it all the way through, that means you're about as insane as I am and you like this stuff just as much as I do. So uh, thanks. Bye.